Hello and welcome. This is Mish Daniel from Revolve Commercial. I want to thank you for joining me on this podcast. We are going to be sharing with you some fantastic pieces of information. So whether you're driving or out walking your dog or just want to learn, I really appreciate you being here. And I commend you for taking the time out of your busy day to invest in your knowledge of the commercial property industry. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. And just for those newcomers, I help investors generate cash flow on autopilot by acquiring high yielding commercial properties to help you grow your successful portfolio. So let's get into it straight away. Hello and welcome to yet another jam-packed session with Revolve Commercial. Today we're going to talk about all the costs involved in purchasing a commercial real estate so that you don't get blindsided when wanting to buy a commercial property and while building your portfolio. You're going to be learning all about the expenses involved in purchasing a commercial property. And I'm going to run through the questions that you ask me most commonly. And some of those questions are what deposit is required and what budget. So in other words, uh, with, with how much money I have, can I buy a property at which value? I often get asked about stamp duties and how that works. We're going to drill down into that. And legal fees, how much is it going to cost me to buy a commercial property? So for those of you that don't know me, my name is Mish Daniel, and I am the director and founder of Revolve Commercial. Uh, and I've been doing this for 35 plus years. I started out doing residential properties and I've gone on to doing um, commercial properties, amassed a, a huge portfolio. And it is my mission now to assist you, to help you to buy good quality commercial properties. So today's show, we're going to drill down into the most, um, in most of the expenses that you're going to have to pay when buying a commercial property. So these are pretty much your upfront expenses. We're going to drill down into all of these areas and I'm going to explain to you how the deposit works. So your deposit's going to be anything between 20 to 30%. The stamp duties and how that works. Legal and conveyancy fees. We're going to drill down and, um, and, and see what your legal fees are going to be building and pest, body corporates, insurances, valuations, um, and who the valuations are for, GST and how that works. We're going to be talking about tenanted or vacant properties with regards to GST, uh, plans and surveys, and plumbing electrical being just a few. So those are pretty much 10 of the most important items that, um, that are going to hit your pocket when you're buying a commercial property. So Stick around and listen to what um, I'm going to be sharing with you. This is absolute gold, this information. And at the end, I'm going to give you a couple of, of takeaways. So I'm going to give you a couple of, of freebies. So listen to the very end um, so that you can see whether you qualify for a commercial property. Stick around and I'm going to give you a little gift to answer those questions. Also. Where do you go and look for good commercial properties? I'm going to give you a couple of hot tips and uh, solutions at the end of the show 
I'll be giving you access to all our resources and uh, a lot of the resources that we use. So let's dive on in, dig on deep. Um, so let's just go straight to uh, what the deposit is and how much you require. Often referred to as your equity or the money that you have in order to, to purchase a commercial property. So you need to have a chunk of cash or a line of credit um, or Often it's um, <clears throat> people have deceased estates and they've inherited some money and they don't know what to do with it and they want to make this money work hard. Now, you've heard me saying a thousand times, make your money work hard for you, not you work hard for your money. Okay, so typically you require around about 30 to 35%. Um, if you've got good serviceability, it would be 20% of the purchase price. So the lenders are offering anything between 65 to 80% LVR, so loan to vendor, depending on your individual circumstances. Now, we do have some clients that go right up to 90% and more. However, they would be very high net worth um, individuals, and you can get higher loans if you qualify for those. So I've done a little calculation uh, just based on 400,000. And I'm going to be very, very conservative and say that your loan from the vendor is 30%, which means that at 30%, your costs overall, we're going to round that off to around about 5%. So your overall costs are going to be 35% on your purchase price, your deposits divided by your LVR, loan to vendor, plus 5%, which is your overall costs, um, which would equal your budget. So let's say your deposit is 400,000. Your loan is going to be 35%, which gives you a budget of 1.148 million. They, these are round figures. These are, are plus minus figures to work on just to give you a little heads up of um, you know, how to work it. How much cash do you have? Work backwards. Stamp duties is a very interesting one because stamp duties is pretty much the same as residential, but it's very subject to what, what state you're purchasing in uh, due to the fact that state fees are levied by the government. So the tax is often referred to as a transfer duty. These fees will vary from state to state, and they can be anything from zero in some states, Canberra and South Australia, where you don't pay stamp duties. However, there are other um, taxes that would be levied upon you, depending on the value of your property. Um, and that is a discussion that we can have um, in, a, in a separate uh, show. Um, but for the sake of this exercise, we say work on anything between 1.5 to 3.5%, depending on the value of your purchase price. So that's something that you've got to factor in. And those stamp duties obviously have to be paid up front before um, you can settle that property. As like legal and conveyancing. Um, so why have legal? Why have conveyancing? Well, they can save you a lot of money at the end of the day. Um, and this is paid to, to the solicitor, the nominated solicitor, bearing in mind that the solicitor is per state. You need to have the a solicitor who works in that state, who knows the law in that state, that can do the conveyancing of your property in that state. They do contract review, legal advice. They'll run legal searches. They'll um, identify the rates and the taxes, make sure that they are according to the IM. And 
often they're not. <laughs> so that is going to affect your bottom line, which affects your yields, which affects your cash flow. So it's very important that you're working very closely with your solicitor who's doing all of those uh, checks and balances for you. All of this work is going to confirm your outgoings. And a lot of that work is done lawyer to lawyer where there are um, differences of opinions, negotiations, that sort of thing. Um, the lawyers speak to the lawyers and the agents speak to the agents. Generally, those kind of costs, depending on the value of your property, depending on how many leases you have, how difficult the, the uh, acquisition is, could be anything from $1,500 to 3,500. Now, as I mentioned, this is gonna depend on the size of the property and the number of leases. Bearing in mind that if you're buying a multi-tenanted property and you've got 10 tenants, you've got 10 leases. And every single lease needs to be reviewed. Every single lease needs to be checked to make sure that what you are paying for is what you are getting because often in those leases, there are little hidden clauses that could bite you down the line. So that's where you definitely want your legal team to review those leases and do it correctly. Once you're on contract, you're going to want to do building inspections. So most definitely, um, you want feet on the ground to walk through the building. And you most definitely want a building and pest inspector. This is performed by a reputable company who's familiar with commercial buildings. You cannot just use any old residential inspector. Make sure that you work with somebody who does commercial um, structures so that they can review the general condition of the property, highlight defects, repair, repairs, or possibilities of future repair work. And they will bring this to your attention in a inspection report, which is generally 50 to, I've seen reports that go up to 180 pages, depending on the size of the building. Building and pest do not specialize in electrical um, and or plumbing, okay? They look at the building. They will bring issues to your attention that they feel need to be looked into. So if they can see that they're dripping pipes or um, if there's electrical issues, if the board's an old board, generally they take photographs of all that kind of stuff and they would suggest to you that you get a um, building inspector in um, or an electrical professional to look at the board and to give you advice and to give you costs on what it would do um, and what it would cost to remedy those issues. Costs of a building and pest inspection could vary anything from $450 to $4,000. Now, bearing in mind, the bigger your building, the more tenants you have, the more you're going to pay. Then we have in Strata, we have body corporate inspection reports. Now, these need to be uh, performed by a reputable Strata specialist, somebody who knows how to read uh, the Strata reports and would identify historic problems uh, or um, identify upcoming expenses, planned levies. They check the numbers. Um, they'll look at the health of the sinking fund and the admin fund. Here's a little tip. When you have a look at that sinking fund or the admin fund, if there's a negative in it, it means that when you purchase that property, you're basically taking over that debt. 
So you most definitely want to make sure that you've got very healthy sinking funds and admin funds um, in your strata reports, and that if there are any anomalies, that there have been provisions made by the um, body corporate to recover funds, that they have a, a, a recovery plan um, in, and what that recovery plan looks like. Because bearing in mind, you're going to be buying this property. And if there's a recovery plan, you're going to be paying for that um, recovery, whatever it is. So essentially what you're wanting to be doing is negotiating, negotiating that right from the upfront and negotiating that off of your price. To get a strata report done from a professional is anything between $350 to $500, depending on the size of the property. So typically you would require protection of the property and the business against damage or loss um, during the contract of sale. And this, again, is subject to the state. So often what happens is the minute you put a contract on a property, it is advised that you speak to the insurers, to the business building insurers, and um, make sure that once you have got a contract on that property, you take liability for that property, for the insurance of that property. Now, this could cost up to $150, subject to the size of the property yet again. And, it, and, and I've said they're 150 plus, depending on the size. And generally, the insurance is going to be for a 12-month period, amortized just for the period that you are on contract. So if it's a 30 days that you're on contract, you'd only pay for that portion. And that's why I'm being quite liberal by saying it's $150. But check that out with an, an, an insurer. And again, this is where we help you and put you in touch with the right people to be getting the right information. And people, this is absolutely key that you're using the right information to be getting this kind of um, data and the right costs. Valuations is the next thing that's going to hit you in the pocket. Very important to make sure that the valuer that, you, that you're using is getting all the correct information now, ideally, the valuer um, would be somebody whom you can work with, whom you can make contact with. And generally, it's your lender who's going to call for the valuation with one of the more than likely more popular uh, uh, valuers. And you want to help that valuer as much as possible, giving them as much information as, as possible, justifying why we feel that this is a good property, okay? So you want to work with that valuer, give them the information, try and make it as easy as possible. Everything that they're going to require in evaluation is what you're wanting to be giving them. So you're wanting to get, be giving them the tenancy schedules, uh, the ledgers, uh, floor plans if they require, access to the property, so access to the agents, working with them in every possible way to help them to get the valuation where you need it to be in order to purchase this property. Generally, your lenders will give you a selection of valuers. Um, some of them do, some of them don't. And you can select which valuer to use. Um, they have a board of valuers and they decide which valuers um, they're going to use on your property in that area. Cost of valuers could be anything, depending on the size of the property, anything from $900 to $3,500. So, do you pay GST and how does GST work? 
generally, I would say, no, you don't pay GST, but GST is for commercial properties, it's regarded as a going concern. So in other words, what does that mean? A going concern is a business that is in operation. So long as the sale includes everything that is necessary for the business to continue in its current op operations, you do not pay GST. Why is that important? Because when you settle that property, if you are going to pay GST, you are going to pay 10% more than what you have on the table. So if you are going to pay GST, you're paying 10% more than the, the negotiated price. You do get that 10% back. However, it would have to be at your next BAS, which means that you've got to sit on loss of 10% for three months and you don't actually get that money back in your pocket. It just goes into your BASs and gets eroded down. You're going to make sure that it is um, that the business is continued by the purchaser until the day of sale and or thereafter, um, that there's an operating business in the premises, which means that they'll be exempt from GST. To avoid GST, the buyer must be registered for VST, GST. So again, you want to be speaking to your legal advisors, seek independent financial advice, um, and ensure that the property is exempt from GST unless you're buying a vacant property and you're aware of the vacancy and you're aware of the cost of paying that GST, which, like I said, is recoverable in time. If the property is vacant, you'll need to pay the GST. However, it can be claimed back in your next business activity statement. Okay, so that is the difference. Very simply, if it's tenanted, no GST. If it's vacant, you pay GST. Something that most people miss out and forget to ask for is plans and surveys. Okay, surveys are not always required. However, we always like to ask for them. So when doing your negotiations, always ask the agents if the seller has got plans for the property. This just makes it a little bit easier down the line. If you decide to sell the property in 10 years' time, you have the plans. If you decide to do any changes, if there are any council changes, if there are council rulings or whatever, you have the plans. It's always a, a good idea to have those um, on your database. So should you require to do works in the future, it's great to have it in your toolkit. Okay. And um, with regards to the surveys, you get two different types of surveys. You get the boundary surveys, which is uh, relatively inexpensive, which would determine whether the property is encroaching on anybody else's property or whether perhaps your neighbor is encroaching on your piece of land. So your surveys, they survey the actual land and they survey the footprint of the, of the building. The second type, type of survey they do would be an internal survey where they survey the every single premise. So if you've got, let's say, four shops in a strip of shops and you own two and the neighbor owns two, you can have the survey done to ensure that uh, your shops are 100 square meters um, and that is reflected on your leases, that your, that your tenants are paying you cost per square meter for 100 square meters and not 90 square meters. Okay, so quite valuable to have that. And there, as I've said, um, it identifies encro encroachments and conflicts with neighbors. And it's all about 
gathering information about the property physical features, the presence of structures, uh, topography, and natural resources. Surveys are often required for legal and financial transactions involving the property, and this is what I mentioned about the leases. Also buying and, and selling um, a property, getting a mortgage, obtaining building permits, and additional surveys can be used for research, for planning, for development purposes. Now, the cost of these surveys are generally in the region of $500 to around about $3,000. And it's very dependent on the state and it's very dependent on what type of surveys you are requesting. When you're having a look at a property, pull out your pen and paper and start adding up the costs and make sure that you're 100% covered for all of this. When we speak with our clients, I always tell them to keep a, I call it a slush fund. So don't spend all your equity. Don't spend all your money. Make sure that you've got a couple of um, thousand, hundred thousand, whatever it is, depending on the value, um, a surplus equity, surplus cash, so that you can pay for the additional um, requirements, the additional costs, and anything that would arise in the acquisition of the property. Now, I mentioned earlier, building and pest report, if they pick up irregularities, and if you feel that you would like to do further electrical um, investiga investigation or plumbing into maybe something that you're not feeling too happy about, I would say go ahead and do it, okay? Because the more you know up front, the more information you have, A, you can use it when renegotiating the, um, the value of the property um, and the cost of the property, and when you come to the end of your due diligence, you can put that into your due diligence and substantiate why um, you feel the vendor needs to correct or repair or give you a price reduction for whatever your findings are. Okay. So get quotes, get uh, electrical and plumbing in. Generally costs around $250, maybe $300, um, again, depending on the size of the property. And it's very dependent how much time they spend at the property, the bigger the property, um, they might charge you a thousand or a thousand five hundred if they're going to spend an entire day there. But money well worth spending. Very, very well worth spending. If you want to know how to how to qualify for a commercial property and how to move into a commercial property or you just want to know more, we've created an eight-step system for you. We've got a heap of giveaways, freebies, um, and I would entice you to go along to revolvecommercial.com.au, book a call with my Revolve Commercial team, get your free wealth growth plan. Now, the free wealth growth plan takes you on a little journey. And at the end of the plan, it will tell you whether you qualify for a commercial property or not. And if you'd like to book a call with one of our strategists um, so that we can help you answer your questions um, this is an opportunity to see if you qualify for a property and how to move forward. But guys, if you book a, a call, please make sure that you, you pitch up for that call. We only take on um, 10 calls a week. And if you're lucky enough to get into that the first week when you, when you book, um, it's really important that you turn up for that call. We'll send you a couple of reminders, but please don't waste their time uh, because they're voluntary um, uh, strategists 
that are just here to help you. We're also offering you a free listing from our VIP club. This is a list of properties. Um, it's a list of up to 20 properties that we choose from. So we, we look at a thousand properties a month. We would shortlist maybe to about a hundred properties. And out of those hundred properties, we would cherry pick about 20 properties. And out of those 20 properties, we decide to work on which ones we decide to work on. So we call this our VIP list. And as a member, a very valued member, you can get access to the top 20 properties that we review on a monthly basis. Every single month, these are different properties. Go to the website, revolvecommercial.com.au and check out the free resources. There are heaps of, of free gifts and giveaways. We've got a due diligence checklist. So if you're wanting to do this yourself, um, there's basically a do-it-yourself kit. Um, if you're getting the properties, if you jump on and you, you can see what the properties are and you um, go ahead and download the due diligence checklist, you can actually go and have a look at properties yourself and get a good idea of how that's working for you. I've made it my mission in life to share as many of my years of experience with you, our audience, in commercial real estate and to share as much knowledge of what I've learned along the way to make it as, as easy as possible for you, our wonderful audience. And I want to say thank you for listening and thank you for sharing this journey with us. Thank you for coming along and being eager, eager to, to grow your portfolio like a pro. Thank you for joining us on the Revolve Commercial Property Podcast. Don't forget to join our private Facebook group, Cashflow on Autopilot with Revolve Commercial, where we share weekly updates on positive cashflow commercial properties currently on the market and how to acquire them. So go to Cashflow on Autopilot with Revolve Commercial or www.revolvecommercial.com.au.